back. We told you we would be. <laughs> Only gone for a minute. Listen, we had a wonderful week in the NFL. It was crazy, and it did not disappoint. D, we got so much stuff to chop up on, baby. Let's go ahead and start this off right here. Now, we do know that the Rams took care of the New Orleans Saints 30 uh, to 22. Okay, Matthew Stafford, he already said, listen, don't even worry, Carson Wentz. You just continue to throw balls at practice and everything, you know, to just keep everybody warm until I get out there and make it do what it do. <laughs> All right, but then after that, it get a little interesting. Now, how about this game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and also the Cincinnati Bengals? Now, this one right here was kind of a shocker, man, because you had Mason Rudolph at quarterback for Pittsburgh, and then they beat them Bengals 34 to 11. On what was it? A red hot Jake Browning. Yeah. Um. But we talked about it. This this Steelers defense is still one of the best in the league. They're still one of the best in the league. They can't get at you. Um. I'm not sure if Jake Browning played a defense of this caliber in his in his three games before. Uh. He had yeah. three picks. Yeah. This is arguably the best defense he's faced in this little stretch of games. That but he didn't played. have a bad game because he was 28 for 42 for 335 yards, but only had one touch. Yeah, it's just that got hit three times, you know, sacked three times. Um, Not even sure about how many. On top of another three-quarter. Like, they was, it's just you can see the pressure. It was constant pressure uh, getting to him. Um, making, and that's what I say a lot, making you speed up your thoughts. Speed up your thought process. Try to speed up your reads. That's what causes those three interceptions. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, now your boy Mason Rudolph, we already done got the heads up on him. He's going to start next game. Kenny Pickett is still recovering for whatever he's recovering from. But, man, he, he took and they had a connection uh, with uh, a Rudolph and Pickens this game, man. Four receptions, 195 yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, so, is the chemistry there? I want um, I think it's a combination of Pickens was upset about the whole blocking statements made by the media. Uh, I think it was that. And I also think it was – Bengals game plan. Seeing that they are starting Mason Rudolph, they probably thought they're not going to take those big shots downfield. Um, so they probably just wasn't expecting it. But it is a great start for this to be Mason Rudolph's first start and how long you get this going with George Pickens. You add another week of practice into it. Um, it only makes you excited about what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. Yeah, I can feel you on that and everything. Like I said, I mean, Jake Brown came off like a great game against, you know, the Minnesota Vikings where you shouldn't have took and uh, cut me uh, to got punched in the mouth by them Pittsburgh Steelers. But we'll see how he bounced back, okay? Hey, listen, now this next game we're going to talk about and chop up. Now this game I think was closer than it needed to be. Uh, the Buffalo Bills 22 uh, and then the Chargers uh, – no, the Buffalo Bills 24 and the Chargers 22. Now Easton Stick, man, he took and he was uh, 22 for – 33 for 215 yards, man. But this was only a two-point game. Yeah. Uh, you know, Josh Allen likes to throw interceptions, keep people in the game. Um, they lost two. Yeah, turnover bug. And that's just – I say it all about the Bills all the time. They love to leave the door open for people. They love to make these games closer than they have to. They love uh, giving people opportunities. And that's not ideal. That's not – that's the only thing that scares me about the Bills. Their inconsistency or their inability to close out games, to really shut the door closed. There's always a chance when you plan the Bills, if you ask me. Yeah. Okay, so they're on a little bit of a, a mini little a win streak, though, right? Mm-hmm. So the Bills is still, is still a team that you don't want to see in the playoffs. No, because they can they can put together good games. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just what how much um, – 
trying to think of the right way to say this. It's just what Josh Allen will show up. The right. risk taker, gunslinger, or the guy who can win you games by himself. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it just goes... It's so up and down with him um, just because of his willingness to take those risks. Right. It sometimes bites him in the butt. Exactly. Okay, so we're going to see how that do what that do. Now, did this game uh, catch you by surprise at all? Uh, the Jets beat Washington 30-28. Uh, to 28. Now, uh, when I look at this game, one thing that kind of stands out to me is, okay, now you got a situation now. Sam Howe started this game mm-hmm. through two picks. Eric B. replaced him. Put in Jacoby Brissett, and he also said not only they did they still lost the game, but they say Kobe uh, uh, Jacoby Brissett he's going to take a start the next game as well. So they done bitch Sam Howe. So I I get tattooed all season, is what you're telling me all season long. I get tattooed, leading in sacks, and get brutalized. Now you're gonna bitch me the last two games of the season? Yeah, that's just. I don't know if it's protecting him because that's what Ron Rivera came out and said. He said they trying to protect him, but it's. Detrimental to your future Right This season is a wash We understand that What is that Y'all I just hope It's something being understood In that office When y'all bring in Sam Howell Sit him down And talk to him I hope y'all making him feel like This we're doing this too With your best interest in mind We don't want you banged up We don't want you uh, Suffering an injury In these last two games That's really pointless um, we want you fresh. We want you healthy. We want you building for next year. Because honestly, I think they're, they're he's their quarterback going into next year. Like I said, they do. He's not a franchise guy. Mm-hmm. He hasn't shown us that this year. But he can win you games. I think he is a great bridge quarterback until you find that guy. Um, you fill out that team with these draft picks that you get this year. Fill out the roster. See what he can do. He might get you guys into the playoffs. Might win a game in that play. You never know. It's just I just hope that it's not giving up on Sam Howell at the very end of the season. Right, because they already gave up on the defense. They traded the whole defense away. You know, we done already talked about that as well and everything. So, even, say, man, 28 points is a good a good number of points to score in the game. Mm-hmm. And if you got any kind of defense that's going to take and hold a team to less than that, then I'm pretty sure they probably would have won uh, more games than what they've done this season already. So do you think they gave up too early too soon? Because when it came up to that trade deadline and all that other stuff that went on and everything, man, it kind of didn't really make sense. It's like, are y'all trying to win now, win later? Yeah, um, I think it was just understanding where their team is, mm-hmm. not seeing, seeing that – uh, they're they're not making the playoffs. They're not gonna be contenders this year, or not even next year. I think it was uh, sell now, sell now, so we can start building this thing as soon as possible. Start trying to rebuild it as soon as possible. Because Chase and Montez Sweat, while they are great players, y'all have too many holes for them to be as impactful as they could be. Because you know if they're not getting sacks and things like that, your corners aren't guarding. They're not defending well. They're not sticking with receivers. We've seen the Emmanuel Forbes situation. Um, we haven't heard about him since early in the season where he got burnt those couple games in a row. Um, you have a lot of things you got to fill out. you got to get uh, another receiver probably, another tight end. Fi- fi- definitely fix that offensive line. It's things like that. So I think it was let's capitalize on their value now, strike now while these players are hot. Because you've seen as soon as Sweat – uh, started making a name for himself with getting those sacks. Got him out of it. Like, it was just strike, strike while it's hot. We know what we were working with as a team, um, building for the future. 
that's just where they were. Okay, so uh, when you look at that and everything, because if you build it, then you build it from scratch. I mean, you take you got the eggs and the flour on the table. You okay? Because think about this, uh, Ron Rivera. Next year, he gonna be there or not? I don't think so. Okay, Eric B. He gonna be the head coach, or he gonna still be the offensive coordinator, or he gonna go and try to find a head coaching job for another team. He should be their head coach, but you, we know how the NFL works. Mm-hmm. We know how the NFL works. Smart decisions don't usually happen. Okay, all right. I'm definitely going to take and keep an eye on that, and we will report on it. Okay, how about this game right here, man? You got your, uh, the Detroit Lions played the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, this game was very interesting because it was the division game. You're looking at one and two in the NFC North. The Lions pulled this game out 30-24. to 24. You tell me what you saw and how you feel. Um, great game all the way down to the end of it. Uh, not really too much I took away from it. How about Justin Jefferson in his play? Six receptions, 141 yards, and a touchdown. Is he back? Because, like you said, uh, how do they feel about that Josh Dobbs uh, being the uh, number three on the roster as far as QB3 now? You know, because you got Nick Mullins out there. You know, throw through four picks. You didn't even give yourself a chance to win this game, bro. Yeah, I'm surprised this game was even close. No, but but, but you were taking – you were poor Josh Dobbs, but you let Nick Mullins stay in and throw that, four picks? That's that. At least he's putting up some points. Oh, come on. Because, you know, that's the whole reason – I was Oh, that's the whole reason why they benched Josh Dobbs in the first place. Those couple games where they struggled to even put points on the board. Um, but I'll take the ball security versus these 24 points anyway. You give them, you giving them four extra opportunities. They only got 30. You only lost about six. Right. Those four opportunities, those four extra opportunities, pretty much equivalent to them winning. It, it equated to them winning this game. You you handed it to them pretty much, Nick. Um. I don't see why you didn't make a change, but it's not my place to call. You know, it's yeah, and I understand that we're not the coach, but we we, we were very good at the eye test. Yeah, and the eye test is you should have took and made a move. And that's what I'm saying. That day, you were quick to panic with Josh Dobbs. Yeah, you just and and that took you guys out of playoff spot. Right, you guys out of a playoff spot. Um, we talked about how these two games against Detroit was going to be pivotal, and I don't think you guys put yourself in the best situation to win. Right, yeah. Uh, listen, that's going to be a, a head-scratcher, man, and they're going to feel that for a long time, you know? Okay, how about this one right here, man? You're taking uh, – uh, Joe Flacco is back. That's all I can really say, man. Okay, first of all, last week he threw three picks, and the defense still bailed him out, and he got a win. Came out looking great. This this week and everything, he was a little bit better. Okay, man, you took you had you had them Cleveland Browns thirty six and Houston Texans twenty two. Joe Flacco went off with three touches of his own and Amari Cooper. He's still open. Okay, eleven receptions, two hundred and sixty five yards and two touchdowns. Man, he was open in his sleep. Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I think they forgot to guard him. Period. I think they just. <laughs> They forgot to guard him, period. I'm like, come on, man. Let him do whatever he want to do out there. um, It's it's Cooper. It's your day. Hold on. Okay. (laughs) We're going to let him. We're going to let Y'all going to play toss in the backyard. They let him walk into the history books, man. I want to say he was the first player to record 200-yard games with three different teams. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So how you feel about this, man? And I guess what I'm kind of thinking of even more is uh, the Cleveland Browns are sitting on a winning record. And so what kind of noise are they going to make, man? Because you know playoffs is just around the corner. Um, With that defense, it's scary. I definitely see them probably getting out of that first round because they're a player. They will probably, like the way it looks now, they'll end up playing the fourth seed, which is Jacksonville. 
their defense can disrupt Jacksonville. Um, even either way it goes, even if Jacksonville bumps up one, Kansas City falls down the four. I like that matchup against their offense as well, especially with the way they've been struggling. Um, a lot of these teams, I can see them winning until you get to that Dolphins Baltimore, where you gotta kind of put up more points. But in those first couple, in that first round especially, I think they can get. They could upset somebody. Absolutely. That's what it looked like to me, man. Hey, you know what I'm finna talk about now, baby? That green and yellow, green and yellow, green and yellow, green and yellow. Against your boys. The Carolina Panthers, baby. This was a great game. Green Bay pulled that thing off and kept their playoff hopes alive. Green Bay 33. Okay? Carolina Panthers 30. All right? You want to go first or you want me? Um, I'm going to let you start this one now. <laughs> Thank you all. Thank you very much. Listen, Jordan Love, I love him. Okay? He was spinning that thing, dropping it and making it do exactly what he needed to do. He was controlling the offense, man, and he had an excellent game. And, oh, by the way, we had a number 33 Aaron Jones sighting. We got our running game back to where it needed to be. 21 carries, 127 yards. Romeo Dobbs, he had four receptions for for 79 yards in a touch, but that ain't really what stood out to him. It was a, it was a, a D. Wicks sighting. It was a Bo Melton sighting. Okay, you know what I mean. And then you take we had our um a Kraft sighting, our Ricky tight end. All right, Luke Van Ness was trying to disrupt some things on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, even we even had Jair Alexander back in a couple more things that was kind of happening with that man. So I I, I really like what we kind of like getting ourselves back to man. I'm glad that they didn't give up on this man because Jordan Love is the future of the Green Bay Packers. That's all it is to it. He had great command. I mean, he threw the ball away, away when he needed to. He used his feet when he had to, but he stood tall in the pocket and he delivered a strike. Yeah, <laughs> great uh, win. Yeah, great. That was a great game, really. Um, Really impressed by what I've seen from you guys. Your running game really set the tempo early. Um, we weren't able to stop you guys early in that running game, and it opened up a lot of things down the field for you guys as the game prolonged, uh, the game progressed through. Um, you got to chop it up, though, about Bryce Young. Yeah, that's what man, I was just trying to touch on what you guys did before I went into this rabbit hole of the Panthers. <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong. I was, I'm happy with what I've seen from the team. Um, the defense made adjustments to start slowing down that run game, but it was a little too late because that opened up some of the things that happened to us later on down in the game, with especially that pass like to Romeo Dobbs uh, down the sideline on the crucial third down. Um, just defensively, I was proud of the adjustments made um, going into that late third, going into that fourth quarter. Proud of the effort they showed on there. Big shout-outs to that offense, though. Big shouts out to the offense. Big shouts out to Bryson. Big shouts out to Chris Tabor. Um, Chris Tabor is showing what having a great leader can do for a team. And it's not vocally. It's just making sure guys are in the right position, making sure he's managing the clock right, making sure he's doing things to put guys in position to succeed. The Just the play calling, the letting Thomas Brown do his thing, the way Bryce Young is throwing the ball now confidently, calling some 20-yard-plus passes down the field. Um, things like that, it just shows what we could have been early on if we didn't have stubbornness in that head spot. That's all it is. Bryce shows these last two weeks, um, he almost put another – 
clutch game. I want to say game winning, but game time drive together again. And some of those passes uh, that he made in these past two weeks, both to DJ Chark on those sideline catches, amazing top tier throws that shows he has elite arm talent. Yeah, absolutely, and I and I do uh, agree with that. Um, I kind of hate the the fact that he had one of his best games against Green Bay, but man, come on now, twenty three of thirty six, three hundred and twelve yards and two touches. Hey, man, that's the most efficient he's been all year long. Yeah, this was his best game, um, and I think it's coming off of that New Orleans game a couple weeks ago where he had arguably his best. I mean, his worst game these past two weeks. He's like kind of flipped the switch. He's kind of showing like that's not me. And that's just what I said about his mentality, that which I do like. He's not going to sit and soak in his bad moments. It's on to the next. I know what I'm capable of. I'm trying to lead this team in the right direction. He's definitely kept it together all year long, man, despite their losing record. He's really has been just sticking to the game plan and doing as much as he can possibly do. How you feel about that DJ Chalk sighting, man? Six receptions, 98 yards, and two touchdowns, oh, man. Yeah. He was making great plays. Um, running with Bryce uh, while Bryce was scrambling like that one in the back of the end zone. Uh, taking that hit with the one across the middle. And then again, that in the – and that last drive where we was trying to get down in field goal range, he made a great catch on that sideline, keeping his feet in back. DJ Chark is showing he can be valuable to this team. I wish he would have did what he was brought here to do and take that roof off the top, be a deep threat. But I'm glad he's showing he has hands, he has good footwork, he can make some great plays for us. It's just coming a little too late. But it also might be playing for that job. We talked about that in the last couple of episodes. China, we only signed him for one year trying to secure a job next year, even if it's not with the Carolina Panthers. Right. And we and one th- more thing before we move on, when you think about Thomas Brown, man, this looked like the most comfortable he's been calling the offense. It really looked like what you had said earlier. He had a chance to call his offense, man. Listen, let me make some decisions out here and everything on how we need to run this thing, you know? And we seen it in the, in the first, the very first game he got the call. We still seen Frank Reich had his fingerprints over it, but we could see a difference in it with a lot of rollouts, a lot of rub action, a lot of like, you know, those pick calls, the the man beaters, the things that get you your receivers open. And you can see the difference from that Texas game last week, this week. It looks completely different from what Frank Reich was running earlier on in the season. That's what I've been saying this whole time. Stubbornness killed our season. Got Period. you. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay, cool. Let's move on. We got a couple more to chop up for you. Uh, listen, you had those uh, uh, Seattle Seahawks uh, play the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Seahawks pulled this out 20-17. to 17. Uh, Gino, he back. He looked pretty good, 25 uh, for 36 for 227 yards and two touchdowns and everything or whatever. Lockhead, 8 for 81. All right, so what you think about this game right here? Because aren't the Seattle Seahawks still in playoff contention on the bubble? Um, Seahawks. What am I thinking? That's kind of what I'm thinking about and everything. I yeah, I want to say they just jumped up into that seven spot with that Vikings loss. Okay, all right. So, 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 what you think? You think they're gonna uh, be able to make it do what it, what you know, what needs to happen? Um, I do like they're a, they're one of the the vet teams. They have people who's been around. They got Pete Carroll who's made it to the top of the mountain. Um, so I think they might be able to. It depends on. What Geno they get back, how healthy he'll be, um, things like that. But I think they're in a great position to make noise. It just depends on who they run up against early on. Right, and I see that Ryan Tannehill is back. 
What, what's going on with that? They, they done gave up on Will Levis, or did he get hurt this game? I think Will Levis is banged up a little bit. Okay, all and right. Just the play style he plays, I wouldn't put it past him being banged up. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, Derrick Henry, he did his thing, though. He still had 19 carries, 88 yards, and a touchdown. Oh, how about this game right here, man? Uh, the, the, listen, the Atlanta Falcons uh, uh, decided to play Atlanta Falcon football. They they, they figured out they had a, a, a winner, winner, chicken dinner on a team with B. John Robinson, man, one of the most prolific, prolific running backs on the team, and they used him efficiently. All right, they went in there and took care of the Indianapolis Colts, man. Atlanta Falcons 29, Colts 10. And that's really much all you got to say about that game. Put the ball into your best player's hands. Absolutely. What are we was, doing? And that was any way they could. Whether it was him running the ball or them passing it, he I want to say he had 122 total total yards. Um, that's what you need from him. That's exactly what you need from him. Let him work you guys down the field. Whoever scores from there scores. But that's the that's what I was saying. Put the ball in your playmaker's hands. What was they thinking about, man? Why did it take them this long to figure it out, huh? Just that. I think it was being spoiled with options. Being spoiled with options. They have a lot of options, especially in that running back room with Bijan, with Cordell, with um, uh, Algier, who had a great year last year. So I think it was just had too many options and tried to make use of all of them, which ended up neglecting the main one. Right, the hammer. <laughs> okay, well, that's cool. Well, check this out. I still think that, the, uh, what, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is still top of the, at the, of the NFC South. Yeah, I think they just, I, I think it's theirs. Okay, all right. Because they took care of the, the, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars and the Clemson Connection. I know you know uh, that very well. Uh, Tampa Bay 30, uh, Jacksonville 12. Yeah, I, hey, I don't really have too much to say other than, I just think Trevor Lawrence is is banged up more than what he's trying to show. He's trying to keep them guys in that playoff spot. They're still leading their division, I want to say. He's just trying to hold on for their life and getting them to that postseason. That's really what it is, but it also might be hurting them more than helping them at this point. Who's the backup for the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, everybody else is going to the backup. Why can't they? I mean, I I I honestly try it because I don't see. I think you guys make the playoffs regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, I sit Trevor, try to get him as healthy as possible to get rolling for those playoff games. Yeah, especially if you're still in contention. Okay, make it do what it do. <laughs> now you know we're gonna have to talk about this right here. Okay, what happened to this game right here? Them Dallas Cowboys lost to the Miami Dolphins twenty-two to twenty. I'm just gonna let you take it, run with it. You need to tell me what done happened, huh? Uh. You know, people, Cowboys one of those teams where you get your best. People going to play their best against you just because they don't nobody like you. <laughs> uh, Let's call a duck a duck. Don't nobody <laughs> like you. Um, <laughs> but it really comes down to Dak found another way to turn over the ball. Because <laughs> that's the only thing. It, and it'd be, it'd be the smallest things. You leave that window open at all, this is what happens. And then you, you guys did a pretty good job defensively. As far as containing him, it took Tyreek Hill nine catches to get to his 99. He didn't get a touchdown. Um, they only scored one touchdown the whole game. This offense only scored one touchdown. That's a great win for you guys. Y'all just didn't score. Mm. That's what it is. got to take advantage. This Miami Dolphins defense is one of the weaker ones as far as the top teams that we talk about being contenders for Super Bowls. Right. You have to take advantage of that, put up points, 
Y'all doesn't y'all left the door open. Y'all left the door open. We know how good Mike Daniels is as a coach. We know what Tua can do. We know what Tyreek Hill can do. It's not that hard for them getting field goal ranks. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Y'all have to take care of the ball. Y'all have to put up points. This NFL is not the same as it used to be. Exactly. Now, when you look at that and everything, now, now, the Dallas Cowboys is on the, on the edge of, of a three-game losing streak. You know, they they don't, well, they dropped back-to-back games, did they not? No, that, yep. Okay, so now you, now you, so here's the whole thing about it, and I've said it on more than one occasion. Uh, it, it really don't really matter what they do until they get to the playoffs, but you're not really making it easy for yourself at all because you, you're putting up so much tape on how to beat you. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't put up so much tape on how to beat you different ways, man. This I, NFC is getting foggy, man. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's my the, point. The whole NFC is all those top teams in the NFC. Y'all are looking, y'all are looking like it's some chinks in the armor. Yeah. And you exposing it and putting it on tape. Y'all, they're going to have a hard road. But we'll see how, how it shakes out, man. You know we're going to keep talking about that thing. Listen, Chicago's still winning. Okay, with Justin Fields. All right, Chicago played who? The, the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Chicago won 27-16. Man, you got to talk to me about this, man, because I'm telling you, man, I'm going to tell you who putting together some great tape, Justin Fields. The only, only takeaway I got from this is going to have to be a real conversation about what we do with Justin Fields. <laughs> That's the only thing I can take away from these, these last couple games. He's making y'all jobs hard. Very hard. That's it. Man, he said y'all 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 don't like me. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you work. And then I'm, I'm gonna give you something to think about. Y'all thought y'all would just write me off. All right. Now he I'm said, gonna make sure y'all. I'm gonna give y'all something to think about. And they they, they gonna have to. They think. Gonna have, it's gonna have to be a serious conversation. And I I think the way it goes, somebody's gonna leave. They gonna have to fire somebody. They gonna have to do something because somebody is gonna stand up on a hill and scream, "I want Justin Fields." Right. Exactly. And with that being said, he's gonna always gonna be a situation. Where you know when these things pan out, somebody gonna have to take the fall. Somebody gonna have to, and if they keep just that's what if they keep Justin Fields, somebody out of that front office is gone. Right. If they don't keep Justin Fields, somebody in that front office is gone. <laughs> anyway, you look at it, there it is. All right, what about this one, man? Because this one has a lot of implications into it, man, and it's more than just about the game. But the New England Patriots beat the Denver Broncos 26-23, to okay? Don't worry about the game. Listen, now you got a situation where Russell Wilson has been demoted. Yeah, um, I was just reading up on this one. It has nothing to do with Russell Wilson and everything to do with the money. Mm. The money part is what's scaring them. He has so much guaranteed money in that contract for this next year without... I mean, don't get me wrong. He played great this year. I would say he's in top 10 in a lot of major quarterback quarterback categories. But the production isn't really there as far as W's, as far as the win category. You think they... Um, right now, I think they're slotted to have like the 13th pick in the draft. It's really a conversation of do we move on from Russell Wilson? Do we keep him? Do we pay him that money? Which puts you in a bind as far as what you can do with your roster. It's just, and that's what it is. Um, we know where these two teams stand. It's not really too much to talk about as far as that. Um, 
It's just I think this offense is gonna be real interesting. Yeah. So what you think their next move is then and everything? Because if they sit them and everything, then you talk about guaranteed money, and then you talk about these other moves. I mean, which direction you think they're gonna end up going? I think he's gonna move on. I think they'll move on from Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, just that money part is is not worth it at this point. Um, you guys can fill out more needs as far as on especially on that defensive side of the ball. You guys aren't. You know, Denver's mainly been defense. That's how they succeeded. Um, y'all don't really have a star on that side of the ball. I do like Sertan, um, but I don't think your best defensive player can be a corner. Okay. It's only so much they can do. All right. So, who you got quarterbacking them next year? Who knows? Honestly, who knows? Yeah. With that 13th pick, they might try to get a J.J. McCarthy from Michigan. They might try to go that route. Or if they can save that money on – Moving on from Russell Wilson, I can see because you I, honestly I think it's going to be a lot of moving quarterbacks this year. Mm-hmm. I think Jimmy G's going to move on from there. Um, I think with the uh, the Giants, I don't really see Daniel Jones coming back in that situation. Uh, Matt Jones and Bailey Zappi out in New England. I think there's a lot of ways to go. We're just going to have to wait. That's why I say I think this offseason is going to be one of the most interesting ones as far as the quarterback carousel. Okay, all right. And and that makes a lot of sense. Uh, but just, just one more question before we move on from this one. Who do you think would be interested in picking up Russell Wilson? If I was the Raiders, mm-hmm. I'd look at it. Okay. I'd look at it if I was the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, that Seahawks situation is spoiled. I don't, he's not going back there. Um, really, the Raiders, the Giants, I'd reach out. Mm-hmm. I'd reach out if I was the Giants. Okay. Well, that's yeah, cool. Those, I was just want to know teams. a couple little things that was, you know, on your head and everything, try to figure out kind of where he could or could not, you know, end up being. But check this out, man. It has to be trouble in paradise now, man. Because, listen, Kansas City can't win no more. All right? You know, the, the, the thrill is gone. The, the, the fire is no longer burning. Uh, ain't nobody up. The lights is off. Okay, because they done went in there. They done lost to the Raiders, baby, 20 to 14. Now, you tell me, now, what's happening, man? Everybody else around them is getting better while they are getting worse. Their offense was the epitome of offenses a couple years ago. They let go of a lot of weapons and didn't necessarily replace them. Everybody else is doing the opposite. They're tooling up. That's that's just the way it works. And we're seeing it. We're seeing the product. You know, we're seeing everything come to fruition. Is That's the only way to describe it. Y'all guys sat stagnant. While everybody else around you got better. Okay, so the person that's making the decisions and everything and putting these rosters together, they didn't see that writing on the wall. Okay, because I'm going to tell you something. As soon as you take the game with Tyreek Hill, and listen, it's spilled milk. Okay, fine. He's down there about to be a 2,000-yard receiver in Miami. Okay, it is what it is. But didn't nobody see that? And, and, and y'all wanted to take it in, in the stand contention. And you see how much money did they gave Patrick Mahomes in the first place. But you weren't gonna, you didn't plan on putting nobody around him. You thought he was just going to win the games by himself? He can't throw the ball and, that, and catch it, too. That's what they really thought. Just, uh, just banked on him and his greatness, carrying them. But pretty much thinking he can get it done with anybody. Thinking that he can get it done with any group of receivers, he can put them in a position to win. Not if they can't catch. <laughs> exactly. And we've seen that all season. If y'all ain't got it, the only two things he can work with is Pacheco and Kelsey. That's it. 
And they shutting up. But Pacheco is hurt, and Kelsey they shutting him down every Pacheco game. Fell through a table last game. Oh my! It's goodness. just going. It's just going south. Oh man! He went to go get checked out. Fell through the table. Y'all out there in Kansas City is falling apart literally. Literally, man. And listen, but I'm going to put this little stamp on it right quick before we move on to the next one is they still the defending Super Bowl champions. And if, until they mathematically out of it and they get beaten sent home, they still holding it. We know what they're capable of. You know, we they know got two games they, to do it. When they turn that when they turn that switch on though, yeah. We know what they can put right. up on people. So they got two games to do it, man. Okay? Because he's gonna have to play a road game and you remember everything was going through KC. It ain't gonna happen this time. You gonna have to go into somebody else's house and get a win. Mm-hmm. Okay. Listen, how about this right here? Your Philadelphia Eagles man 33, and then you had the New York Giants, 25. I feel this game was closer than it needed to be. But you chopped that thing up with Jalen Hurts and his performance and everything, and then how about Tyrod Taylor? Because they let sit Danny DeVito, uh, Tommy DeVito on the bench. Yeah. Uh, now, y'all, y'all are supposed to win this game. That's that's given. Um, just, you would like it to be close. You would like it to be a bigger spread. The two turnovers does not hit. I don't know why that's what I've been. That's my first thing I've been going to lately. Yeah, well, if you think about it now, it's as good as Jalen Hurts has been and he's been playing and the things that he do, he will uh, turn the ball over once or twice. And that's what I say. That's your that's your way to beat you. Make, to beat the Eagles, make Jalen Hurts try to beat you with his arm. Mm-hmm. It's proven. It's, it's, it's got, those are the ways they've lost games. Try to make Jalen Hurts be the one to beat you guys with his arm. Don't let him get that tush push off. You know, his 15 total touchdowns on a total 39 yards. Total. That's that's a crazy average. <laughs> exactly. Because he in the middle of the brother LeShawn. That's a crazy average. 15 touchdowns on 39 yards. Mm-hmm. How is that even possible? Right. But it's, they figured out a system. They figured out how to make it work. Now, if you disrupt that, you got a good chance to beat this Eagles team. All right, so you know they took it. Uh, you know they they bounced back. There's been some ups and downs. There's been some commitment issues. There's been some. You know you're not playing as hard as I'm playing and everything or whatever. But where you see Philadelphia going now, man? You know because like I say, they beating the teams that they're supposed to beat. I, and I'm just gonna specify this game. You're supposed to beat the Giants. Uh, but but like you say, but like going forward, they do have the easier schedule. Yeah. But I'm just trying to figure out. Just put us a glimpse into the other uh, playoffs for a second, man. Um, I still think they, I still think they make the um NFC Championship. Mm-hmm. I don't see them getting past that 49ers team though. Mm-hmm. Okay, well we're gonna talk about the 49ers in just one second. Hey, let's talk about them right now. <laughs> We missed a second, literally. Exactly. Listen, now, uh, uh, it was another game played, okay, capping it all off. The, listen, the Baltimore Ravens, 33. The San Francisco 49ers, 19. You know what we need to start. A Brock Purdy had four interceptions. One, two, three, four. 
four. Okay, you had a Sam Darnold sighting. Yeah, that's how bad it got. Okay, so you had to talk to, to me, man, because it, it went from oh they was hitting they was hitting these teams at the right time. It was you know yeah it was on their little three game skid, but don't worry about that. To now everybody coming up with excuses for Brock Purdy. I ain't making no excuses. Nah, I need to understand what what we doing. Is I've been saying the Ravens is the best team in the NFL all season. Yes, you have, and we got it on tape. Yeah, but I want to know and what in the heck what, done happened. The Ravens happened to Brock Purdy. Okay. That's what happened to Brock Purdy. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. They messed that man up. They, they, they did a job on him. They did a job. 12 rounds of straight punching him in the same eye. <clears throat> Yeah, that's all it was. Oh my this, goodness! This game is less about Brock Purdy and more about the Ravens proving me right. Also, they <laughs> proved me wrong because I went against my gut uh-huh. and said 49ers this week, knowing that this team is the best. This team is this the game is the MVP Lamar Jackson game. Right. That's what we gonna call this. Okay. I just I told you what the defense can do on that side. They have the back end talent there. They already have the, the secondary talent there. They got that linebacker. I love Roquan Smith and what he can do. They got people on the line who can get after you. It's at every level. And we talked about how you speed up a guy's process. They sped up Brock. Made him uncomfortable. Made him think a little too much. And especially, that's what you got to do against this 49ers team. Make him think. Because the job is easy. We all know. We all understand the 49ers quarterback job is one of the easiest ones in, in the league. With all those weapons With around everything around you. Right. But if you make him think about it, it's harder for him to go straight to, okay, I know I got Christian right here, because he just got smacked in the face. <laughs> he don't want to go over that no more. <laughs> Everybody got a plan until they get hit in the mouth. Exactly. And then you got to figure out how they going to react. Well, listen, like you said, Lamar Jackson, he was doing it with his arm. He was doing it with his feet. Uh, Zay Flowers, he had a great game, too. Now, CMC, he didn't have a, a shabby game. He had 14 carries for 103 yards and a touchdown. And George Kittles, he was seven receptions for 126. I guess more than anything else and everything, I want to know about what, what's going, what we're going to do going forward and everything. Is Brock going to take him? He's going to be starting the next game, and we're going forward from there? Or we're going to do a yeah, push the gonna... panic button like everybody else is uh-huh. and come up with a, a backup quarterback? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Not with no Sam Darnold on the bench. I'm just sorry. That that'd be that'd be just straight idiocracy. Well, we've seen stranger things happen. Um, I I don't see that happening. I think this the the call to take him out was to protect him in a way. Not he was getting banged up. Four sacks, nine total quarterback. They was that's what I said. They was messing Brock Purdy up. Right. He was taking a beating back. <laughs> he was he was taking a beating. Uh huh. But um, I think it was more to protect him, protect his mental. We already know we seen it. As soon as the game was over, the whole media was, this y'all MVP. We knew it was coming. I think it was they did the right thing, taking him out. Don't let it get too bad. They did. Four interceptions is pretty bad. But you know, they took him out to try to protect him and his psyche. And things going like that going forward. I think he'll be right back out there. He's their quarterback. We've seen what happens when you take him out completely. Um, that's their whole reason why they lost last year to the Eagles. So I think they want to prove that fact too. Um, they did early in the season. Like that's the thing. He's not. I hate the 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 when he's playing good. It's yeah MVP Brock Purdy. When he's playing bad, it's Brock Purdy can't 
anybody can play that quarterback position. I just hate the disparity of how you guys, how people talk about him. Okay, I think he is a great quarterback. That, that's fair. That's 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 absolute. That's absolutely fair. And I guess the thing that I'm kind of thinking about is that you know you you have to figure out when um it's all said and done. Uh, is he going to be the one that's going to get you to where you need to go, man? You know that's that's the thing about it because uh, this could very well, very easily be a Super Bowl matchup. Mm-hmm. Okay, and if he meet the Ravens again, he can't lay another egg. But that'll be coaching. Coaching wise, you have to, and with the weapons you got, it should be easy. Scheme up ways to get the ball out quicker. Scheme up ways to uh, chip block, help block things like that, help him out, um, and then go from there. I still think you guys are in a great position to get to that Super Bowl. I still got you guys, and that's my matchup: you guys versus the Ravens. Don't panic. Scheme up something different, protection wise, things like that. You guys are fine. Okay, because the thing about it is, is cause when you look at all of these great teams and the, the, the wins and the losses and everything that's happening uh, uh, so late in the season, man, you're going to have to scheme it up different because you you putting out blueprints, okay? And people people are watching a lot of tape. So you definitely cannot continue to do the same thing and continue to think that it's working. We know that is called insanity, all right? So that's where we're at with that. All right, let's end it up right here, baby. Talk to me about that NFL MVP race, baby. It's heating up real, real good. You tell me who you got, what you think. I already told you. This is Lamar Jackson. Hands down? Hands down. Man down? Yeah, it's it. Oh, my goodness. There's nothing else to talk about. Yeah, I don't think nobody else has, other than like a Christian McCaffrey, if Tyreek Hill does reach that two. But either still, he's the quarterback of the best team in the league right mm-hmm. now. Um, that This last 10 game stretch has been amazing from him. Um, I just think he has the better resume out of all the candidates right now. Okay, all right, and that's fine. But you just give me a second, though. You know, give me just a se- a runner-up. Just give Christian me a- McCaffrey. Okay, all right. I love it. Okay. Hey, everybody, I hope you enjoyed the show because I know that we did. We'd like to thank everyone, everybody, for listening today. Please join us again on our next podcast episode of Donald. And Donald Podcast. Yes, baby. Double D. You know what you need to do please please remember to drink your water and don't forget to stretch and yeah man don't stress your wind just know that it's coming you know it is let's make it do exactly what it do please join us next time don't miss it okay we're signing off right now see you don't uh, round up when it come back once again because it's double d <laughs> yeah